What are you afraid of? Scared you go there and find out that he doesn't love you anymore, honey. You can't control that. The only thing you can control is how you feel. Not how you feel, but how you deal with what you feel that is real. You've got to relax, relate, and release into reality. What was that like, being in therapy? Uh, Were you, what did you talk about that you had never acknowledged to yourself or talked talk? I grew so much from the experience. But I think the most important thing I got is that everything is connected. I mean, if I have a problem, I usually just go to church, give me some Jesus, <laughs> and I'm cool. Welcome back to another episode of Black in Therapy, where we are discussing journeys, dismantling myths, and discovering our truths. I'm Sarah Ashley, here with my dope co-host. What's up, y'all? Donna here. And we have some special guests in the studio with us today. Um, this is our first episode of season three. Season three. Woo-hoo, so we wanted woo-hoo. to do a little family situation today. And so this is a sister episode. So we got our, my sisters in the place in the in the building this morning, I mean, this afternoon, evening. It's nighttime now because y'all played around too much. <laughs> we supposed to record at six and it's like eight. Okay. It's seven. It's seven nineteen. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got Summer and Sydney in the building. So you guys can say hey to the folk. Hey. Donna, why you make on your Donna? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to gather myself, y'all. It was a whole podcast before the podcast situation, but we here. I'm ready. How y'all doing? Summer, Sydney. <laughs> First of all, you looked at me as a summer. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. You want me to answer or you want me to hurry answer? I'm uh, good. Happy to be here. Stole my answer. Mm. No, I'm good though. Right. What's, what's going on? Because I was trying to figure out this church girl egg she put on right now. Like, church girl? <laughs> I mean, not, it's not an egg. You are a church God fearing woman, but I was just you. saying. Respect, put some respect on my name. Okay. Thank you. I'm, I'm well, Donna. I'm good. Thank you for I'm good. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I have no complaints on this Friday. Me either. A little chilly, a little brisk outside. I'm waiting for spring. Spring, spring ain't coming. Is too spring, is, spring is spring is springing tomorrow. You hear it? Tomorrow or Sunday? Tomorrow's first day of spring. Oh, Three twenty. Yeah. Free water ice and readers. They not doing this year. Why? They said they not doing this year. I guess they. I don't know why they not doing it. Y'all ain't get that memo. I know. Y'all have been salty, y'all. What be been? Yeah, because y'all wouldn't have thought I was getting a free word. <laughs> I'll crack it up. All right, so. Do- I asked you, Donna, you said you're feeling good. I right. I'm just making sure I checked in with you, sis, because I know you get upset when people don't check in on the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, so got my sisters here. Um, shout out to Donna's sister who was on her way, and, you know, some things happen. But we're going to have a part two of this so that we can have Donna's sisters on and, and hear the- and hear her perspective. Um both of them. Well, okay, because I don't forget my other sisters. Okay, we're gonna have both Adana sisters on, um, and I and in a part two of this. So um, I'm just grateful to have my sisters on today. So we're gonna jump into our first segment, or do y'all want to talk current events first? Tell me what y'all want to do. You been on the current events? I don't know. Nothing's going on right now. You got something? I ain't watch nothing. I ain't see nothing. I ain't hear nothing. What's going on? Clearly, she <laughs> told me about myself. <laughs> that's on me, girl. Go to the segment, right? Um, no, I mean, y'all might got something. Something happened in the news. I mean, every week we always talking about the, you know, the violence in Philadelphia and that hasn't changed. That right, same old, same old, still happening. It's gonna get nicer, which means more crime, more violence, right? 
So, I mean, hopefully we can do something to curb it, though. I, um, You know, working on projects and things like that to try mm-hmm. to um, curb the violence and kind of steer people in a different direction. So, hopefully that, that happens. But you were saying about... Um, I don't know a lot about it. I'm just hearing oh, yeah. that it's been so, happening. So, you know what? Let's, let's, let's dissect that because um, some people have different viewpoints. So, you know that mm-hmm. there was an attack down Atlanta on um, Asian women. Um, I think he killed about eight or nine of them. It was a white mm-hmm. man. It was a white man. Um, but the reaction of the police officers, some of the police officers or whoever down there was just like um, that he had a bad day. Oh, oh he right. just had a oh, bad yeah, day. I did see that. It was a press conference and right. they were saying, oh, he just had a bad day. That you know, he shooter went, just had a bad day. He had a bad day. He went to go shoot. And it wasn't like he went into one place. No, he went to several different places. Right. And yeah, he had a bad day. Yeah, and shot the Asians up. And so there's been a lot of... There's been a lot of, no, you're fine. There's been a lot of back and forth with it because it's like, we know how Asians treat us when we go into a, a store. We know that, um, and, and again, nobody should be attacked, but I think the issue should be stop white supremacy, stop racism versus um, stop Asian hate. Like, yeah, we need to stop all of the hate, but the root of it is mm-hmm. white supremacy. Mm-hmm. I think that we, I, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I kind of feel like, yeah, I, I, I don't want anybody to get hurt or attacked because of um, who they are. Um, that's not fair, but it, it's also the other piece of it too. Is like, I know what happens really. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do y'all feel about that? I, I, and this quote always comes to mind when I think about like just white supremacy or like violence against any race. It's like when Malcolm X made that quote about you know the chickens coming home to roost. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't affect people until it happens to their um, culture or whatever mm-hmm. whatever you want to claim you are affiliated with. Mm-hmm. You know, because before they could, pro- I'm not going to say they did, but. Black Lives Matter wasn't probably a thing to them. Mm-hmm. But now they're targeting, you know, Asians and it's now like, oh, what's, what's going on? You know you mm-hmm. know what I'm kind of saying? So it's like, I don't know. I just wish people was in general would stop um, only caring when it happens in your mm-hmm. own backyard. Like mm-hmm. care when it happens to to anybody and everybody mm-hmm. because it's wrong is wrong. Right mm-hmm. is right. Like what they're doing targeting any race, any gender, whatever you want to call it, in my opinion, is wrong. Mm-hmm. And like you said, to your point, it just needs to stop. Like, mm-hmm. white supremacy, just need, they need to... Right. I don't even know how you can even end that, to do be you, completely honest with you. Do you feel like it's our obligation to save or fix things? Like, if we're the ones that are being done wrong, do you think it's our responsibility then to, like, fix what's going on? I think we should shed light on it. Mm-hmm. I don't, because yeah. I don't feel like... I don't ever want it to be like, oh, well... Nobody cared when, you know, they were killing black people. Why should we? It's like, it's wrong no matter who the person mm-hmm. is. I don't care if the people down there were white women and they got shot. Like, it, it was no reason for if somebody is in a place that they feel safe or they're out enjoying time with their family or friends or whatever, that you should feel like I could be murdered or, mm-hmm. you know, because somebody right. had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think it should be, definitely light should be, you know, brought to the situation. I don't know if we should necessarily... Uh, run to the rescue but I think we need to put it out there like this is an issue mm-hmm. I feel like it's a thing that just like in general all hands on deck you know mm-hmm. what I mean like I'm not saying that like we have to you know take charge and you know f- like be the forefront of it but I feel like at the end of the day it's a us problem like mm-hmm. it's an everybody problem like because we're all humans so it's like humans are being like Summer said like humans are being killed so it's a human issue mm-hmm. that is happening right now and so I do think that um, you know, everybody needs to come together to fix the situation. And I feel like, you know, um, that's like with anything, you know, with um, sexism or whatever it may be. It's just like, you know, it's not for women to just stand up and try to fight for women, but it's for um, 
men to do the same or any like any any sex any gender however you like to um however you claim yourself like that like it's a us problem you mm-hmm. know what i mean and so i feel like you know it's for everybody to get out there and and do something about it so mm-hmm. yeah definitely i agree i don't think just because you may have been mistreated by asian in whatever setting i feel like that doesn't matter because when black lives matter um was at the forefront this summer and we was out there rallying i feel like i saw asian people do mm-hmm. like i saw a lot of different minorities mm-hmm. that weren't black you know, there are people that are black um, or Asian and African-American. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, they have, you know, Black Lives Matter. They went through that. And then they're probably suffering going through these type of things, too. I don't think just because it's like, oh, Asians has, you know, treated black people a certain way. Because, you know, at one point it was like a lot of videos and stuff. Like how how they may have disrespected us. That doesn't matter. The, the fact is that the people, these like no human deserves these things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not like these specific people were doing something, you know, wrong and then this right. happened to them. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Definitely mm-hmm. all hands on deck, like um, like Sydney said. Right. So I was just, you know, shed light on the totality of what everybody's mm-hmm. saying. Um, and to, to understand, like, I understand everybody's point. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there are times when we um, kind of are required or, like, looked upon as we have to show up. For Even people. as black people? As black people, like, we have to show up and we kind of have to fix it but there's no reconciliation so it's always yeah. us fixing it or or loving people or always you know right of being black people like right. what, what, black people i feel like we were the the position that we have always been in we have always had to rise up like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying or, i mean and, and not necessarily i mean you know they were concentration camps and you know jewish like everybody had to to do something, but I think maybe because we're African American, because you know Black Lives Matter is so prominent, because the killing of Black people and stuff mm-hmm. like that is so prominent right now, um, it may seem like we're this like you know Black people are always having to stand up and step up and, um, but I think that it it goes across the board on all on all races. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's cool. Thank you all for um shedding your giving your input on it. Uh, let's jump into our first segment. I got a story to tell. Who wants to go first? So, um, I I work with kids that have behavioral health, mental health, like it's a a boatload of stuff. Um, And this one particular student, like it it was, it's just, I feel for her. That's all I'm going to say. Um, she battles with mental health and dad kind of like this damn plays it all the time. Like this damn, and, and I just, and, and a part of me wants to be like, this is a myth that, you know, black people don't go to You were jumping ahead. I know. I'm just, I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Truth. I thought you were trying. Isn't okay. Really a, isn't the story? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not okay. talking about okay. the myth. I'm just saying that it, it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. That just bothered me that because in his mind, he felt as though. You know, oh, my daughter's playing around. She's just doing this for attention, whatever the case is. He's not willing to go take her to see, you know, a therapist outside of school. Because our, our students do receive um, 30 minutes worth of therapy each week. But she needed mm-hmm. more extensive, like, mm-hmm. in the opinions of, you know, the clinical director and everybody else. And dad just, like, refused to do it. And I see so many students who I'm scared for down the line because they're now, yeah, 15, 16. But you're going to be... In 10 years, a 26-year-old woman who has all these issues, all these um, issues stemming from childhood, stemming from, just a, a boatload of stuff, and it's just untreated. Mm-hmm. 
And that's like a main concern of mine. It's like a lot of my students that I deal with don't have therapists. Don't so is that why you got into it? Like, um, that's why I'm staying with mm-hmm. it. Um, so tell us your story then. Got, tell us how you got there. Tell us how I got. Well, I got there because I, I love, always love working with kids. Always love, you know, working in the education field, even though it doesn't pay as much as it should pay. I, I really, I really enjoy it. Um, and then working with the population that I work with is just rewarding in a different way. Like when you when you deal with students who you know the city has written off, the, sometimes the family says written off, and you get that kid that we might have got in like seventh grade who is now a twelfth grader and maybe going to CCP and then has a job on the side. It's like it's rewarding in a different way. Like a student that came in and was completely disrespectful or however you want to put it. Like I, I deal with like. It goes from left to right as far as my students, but it's just rewarding. That's that's why I really I stay with it. How I got with it is because I needed a place of employment, and that was the, <laughs> that's that's the honest that's honestly how I got in there. Um, but so that's know. not what you wanted to do. Um, that's not what you thought you were going to do when you were in high school. Or no, when I was in high no definitely not. When I was in high school, I always thought I was going to be like a veterinarian or. Or something like that. That's what I wanted to do. And so I was like, no, I don't think I want to do that. Then I was like, all right, let's do um, early childhood education. And I'm like, I don't think I want to do that either. Like, But we, you know, me actually worked in a daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, we loved it at the time. But it, again, there's no money in it. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, depending on what your position is. Um, but yeah, so that's what made it. I don't know if that made any It makes sense. sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So you kind of like, you kind of like. I don't want to say randomly landed there, but you kind of like it. Kind of fell in your lap to work there, and you just got you, you stayed there because you love it, yeah. and you actually moved up. Like you're not in the position you were in when you first when started. First, no, I'm not. I'm not. Um, and I kind of like this position better. I, I enjoy working more hands on with the students, but I think a lot of times it's better for um our black and brown students to see us in a position of power or um a higher up position so they know that they can to attain it, especially being a a, a black female. Um, a black woman, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important that they see that. Oh, that was a trick. <laughs> I, um, that's good though. That's 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 important. I think we read something that Phil wrote last week about representation, pretty much, and it seeing black and brown um, women and men in leadership, and even thinking about the white and being a teacher, and all my other, you know, friends who are men, black men who are teachers, um, science teachers, and math teachers, and all those things like. That representation is important, and I remember. But no, I'm saying because you can pour into, like a lot of times, and this is no, you know, shade or no shot to people that live, you know, in a county or whatever, or even you know, white people. It's no shade or anything, but it's certain things that you can relate to. I can relate to certain things that my students are talking about. Like they brought up the the issue last week of um, yeah, well, at the corner store, you know, they, we need to teach our kids about healthy eating. So we're like, okay, we're talking about, you know, in neighborhoods, there's not a lot of grocery stores in inner city neighborhoods, which it isn't. It's maybe not not any that you can really walk to. Mm-hmm. I'll put it to you like that. And they're like, well, corner stores, they can make more healthy choices at corner stores. And I'm like, well, when's the last time you've been at a corner store? Because, you know, the corner stores that I've been to in Philadelphia, very rarely have I seen them serve, you know, have fruit. And if the fruit is there, it's not fresh. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen them have vegetables of any kind, not fresh, unless it's in a can. So it's it's kind of hard for you to make that assumption or just you know say oh yeah well they can make more healthy choices it, mm-hmm. right. It's, it's, right. but because you're not from the inner city 
you haven't lived in these neighborhoods, you can't relate to them. So you're just assuming. And I don't know. I think it's just better that you have people that look like you teaching you. Mm-hmm. It's a connection. It's, you know, it's like, right. in my opinion. Right. And I think too, um, well, I remember one time we were at the uh, DA's office. We had like this breakfast or something and he, and they invited students from different high schools and this one of the students was like, I've never been in a room with professionals. I've never seen black women entrepreneurs. I've never seen black lawyers. I never, she said, I never knew I can do this because I've never seen it. I've never saw it before. She said, so now that I see it, I know that it's attainable. And I think that that's important too. Like, you don't know what these kids' environment, home life is like. So like, we don't know the limited amount of um, things that they're exposed to or people that they're exposed to. So it's like important again, for us to show up in these fields, especially therapists. Like, even today, I was talking to my client, and she started explaining to me about, like, drugs and, like, what the A for the weed was. And it's just like, mm-hmm. she probably can't have that conversation with somebody that didn't look like her or would, probably wouldn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You get me? So it's like, it's imp- representation is important um, in all fields. And I know that even you being a teacher, like, it's important. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that when you were talking about just um, being able to see something. I remember um, when uh, with my eighth graders, uh, when I was teaching... Dwight had left me something, and they were like, oh, like, who's Dwight? Like, whatever, and I was like, oh, it's my husband, and they were like, your husband, what? And they were, you know, all caught up right there, just chopping me up a little bit. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but I was, like, talking about it, and it was like, yeah, that's crazy that, like, you're married and, like, all that stuff, and I was having a conversation with them, and they really were just 100% against marriage. Like, wow. they were just like, nah, like, marriage is just about prenups and cheaters and, like, all this stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, that caught me so off guard because... The class was like what, like twenty seven kids, and out of twenty seven, all twenty seven were just like, nah, it's a wrap. Like I'm not doing that. And what grade and were they based in? Off, it's eighth grade, but it's like based off of because none of their parents were together, and mm-hmm. so they had never seen it. And I'm like, that's crazy. And so it's like from that point on, I like made it a point like to talk about, you know, to like reference my marriage, talk about, it. you know, the way I had stopped in a few times or whatever, just so that you can see. And it's just like, you know, I was having a conversation. There's another teacher that was also in the room at the time. And, you know, when they said that, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Let's really talk about what marriage is. Like, let's talk about what, what black love is or just what love is in general and like everything and like having this full conversation with them. And, you know, they wound up leaving. And the teacher that was in the room with me was like, that's crazy. She's like, I never would have known or even thought to like bring that up. Like, I, you know, I, I love love. Like, I can't wait to get married. Like, you know, I've seen my parents together for all these years. And I was like, yeah, my parents been together for however many years, 30 some years. And so, <laughs> and so it's just like, that's what I've seen. And it's the same thing with like Dwight's parents. And I was like, and you know, when I was in college talking about like marriage and stuff like that, you know, my friends, they were getting married, but it was for like different reasons, political, They're like, oh, just political. Like, you know, they had their stuff, but for somebody to honestly say like, no, love is not real and it doesn't exist. It's just like, wow. you know, that's heartbreaking. So right. I think it is important, um, to show representation and, and, and not even just as, like a black person, but in general, like it is important to like fully live your truth so that people can see it. Cause you never know what you're like, what you are like showing somebody mm-hmm. or what they are like, liking or missing or, you know, not aware of. So. Right. So you might as well jump in and tell your story. Oh, all right. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> I can't even <laughs> Some of these people look at Um, so what's my story? Um, your summer. Right. <laughs> to start off, my name is Summer. I should put your middle name out there. Um, but um, so I'm Summer. No, I'm Sydney. Um, I am. Um, I'm about to give y'all the the basic like outline. So I'm 29 years. <laughs> I'm 29 years old. I'm married. I got a little boy named August. He's adorable. 
Um, <laughs> what is my story? So, um, I'm actually getting into, I got, I'm going to start here and work my way back, I guess, if that makes sense. So, um, right now I just started getting back into, um, art and getting back into my artistic flow right now. Um, and like what I was saying to the few people that I had like talked to about it, I haven't really talked to many about it, but the few people I have talked to about, it's just like, um, when you fall in love for real. And I feel like, like my whole life I've been artistic. I've been in art schools. My parents did an excellent job of, you know, making sure that like I had whatever, you know, putting me in art camps and Saturday schools. Golden and... child. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get that. <laughs> Are you and... favorite? Yes. Am I? I? I will be honest. She... I'm gonna tell my truth. I'm my, yes. mom, I'm my mom's favorite. <laughs> Definitely not my father's. Can I? Can um, I just? What? Can I just? They're 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 about to I just, argue. No, I just want. No, right no, 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 no. What day did you go to see? She with the rocking horse. Rockin horse. We went to Salvation, Salvation Army. Army. Oh um, but no, let me just give an example real quick. So we got new floors in the house or whatever, and everybody's very like particular about what is being left and everything like that real quick, right? And so Sydney, I know she left this this um, sparkling water oh, can. Dang. And so my dad was livid when he came down the steps. And like, oh. if it was me, me or Summer, my mom would have like went in again. Mm. So she was like this. And like quietly moved it, and I'm just like, mm. oh my god! Mm. Yeah, I feel really bad about that. Right. You feel bad about being a paper child? No, I feel bad about leaving. It. <laughs> <laughs> I care less. About, I about definitely. Yeah. Yeah. The baby is always the favorite. Right? My little sister the favorite. I don't care what nobody says. But that. I'm my mom's favorite. I'm You're not, not your my dad's. Favorite? No, who your dad? I get on my dad nerves. Ashley. It goes between the two of them. Here's the thing. Summer is the firstborn, so in reality, like, she holds a special place in both my parents' hearts that me actually just will never never. Because she's the firstborn. So it's like, my firstborn, my baby. Allegedly. Um, So, yeah, but I do think. I am the brown sticky stuff on the bottom of the (laughs) barrel. Who's daddy's favorite? Honestly, close your eyes. Just just say it. Just say it. I don't know. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, because. It's I don't know battle of the daddy because daddy let me say this and I'm 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 gonna let you definitely finish your story but um daddy will, will move hell and earth for summer and for you no right. well daddy daddy will, move. daddy will allow me to figure it out he will allow me to figure it out I doubt it no I, I agree with that at all I think daddy uh-huh. would definitely. He might, he might, he he will move hell and earth for summer, and With the he might be though. a little bit more quiet about it. But he will, he will like make a big show for Ashley. But he's gonna do it, like he's gonna do it, like. So but with the quickness as well, though. Same speed. But I, but what I will say is that I feel like he doesn't say as like he. Mm. <laughs> you could be honest. <laughs> I just feel like he he does like if if we're yelling, if me and Ashley are arguing, he'll be like, Sydney, stop yelling. And I'll be like, mm, true. did nobody? True. I'm but sorry. Right I was there. clearly out arguing with myself. That's all I'll say about I, that. So that's what makes it like weird. Like I don't know. Are you his favorite? Or I get else? that middle child. I feel like middle child get middle children get looked over though. I feel like middle Thank children you. just like you ain't the first. You ain't the baby. You ain't the baby. You the brown sticky stuff you in the bottom of the barrel. Oh, there you oh, go. Man. But. I mean, that's just my opinion. But go ahead. Uh, bro, no, let me just let me just finish this. I'm the middle. I'm the middle child. You yeah. in the middle. I'm the middle. I'm the middle of the girls. I have an older brother too. My older brother is the first child. My mom's first child. But then it's my older sister, me, and then my younger sister. So, so you are so, like in the middle. I'm, yeah, I'm in the middle. So, so let me just say this last piece about how I know that middle children get looked over. Mm-hmm. There are no baby pictures of me. None. None. And you know what I asked my mom? She was saying. 
My mom told me because they couldn't afford a camera. We're having a camera next to this. This is what yeah. I'm saying. Both of y'all together. <laughs> we only 16 months apart. That's why they couldn't afford a camera. Why is it? But here's the thing. Now, there are big pictures of me, but my grandma took the big pictures. My parents, my parents didn't even get hospital photos. They both have hospital pictures. You <laughs> said, not that one. Right. We <laughs> said, you got me. You got me. won't get me again. Well, go ahead. Finish your story, sis. But I, I do think it's something to that because I feel like every person that's a middle child that I know, y'all y'all all act very similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so but they, how, do, how would you describe that? How you say it? Brother Brown, sticky stuff. What? I don't know, but I do I do think that y'all, like, y'all do, like, I feel like you and Casey act very similar. Like, y'all act, yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah, like, y'all act similar. So I feel like, you know, maybe something to that. Okay. I'm not going to say middle child syndrome, as others might say, but, um. Okay. It might be something to <laughs> look at that. <laughs> is it or is it not? <laughs> but um, so mm, what was I talking? Oh yeah, so uh, you yeah, love so, art, fun love art. Yeah, so my parents, you know, they put me in a lot of different art programs. I was in a mural arts program for a really long time. I started in '03. Um, I still um do a lot of alumni work. Not a lot of alumni work, but I do alumni work with them. Um, to this day, and um, you know, when I like in high school, I was doing art, and when I went to college, like I went to college for art. And about, like, halfway through, I just realized, like, this is not, I just, I could see how I was in a room with everybody else and realized that I wasn't on the same type of time. Um, and I really couldn't understand why. Um, I wound up switching my major. And then uh, my senior year, I really got into, like, random mix of kindness. And that really, like, took off. And I switched my major to printmaking, and it helped because I was able to do multiples. So I was just, you know, doing stuff for um, my business at the time. What's and- multiples? Like multiple prints and things like that. Like I could do it quicker than just you know one big painting. It's like I okay. can make a bunch of t-shirts. I can make a bunch of prints. Okay. You know things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all know what she meant? Um, I, I, knew I mean, I could figure one, it out. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. Y'all sitting there trying to figure out. We could just exit what she meant. Mm-hmm. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Oh, um. Yeah. So I really got a random acts of kindness, and um, I I was I had was working on is like this business called Innovation Riley, and it really was just about like being an individual and like being yourself and you know when I was in high school and stuff like I used to get like a colorful pair of shoes and then make shirts to like match it and I, that was just me like standing out like I was I was very colorful in high school and um you know wearing buttons and like putting stickers everywhere and you know I always had like a crazy hat or you know suspenders or like it got yeah it got even crazier in college like I wore a captain's hat most of the time I always wore like multiple watches like and just being individual like I just did what I felt was that's because like yeah you're right yeah and so I just had a whole bunch. Of, I was actually thinking about this today because I passed the Tower Theater and I went to see a Fantasia concert with my mom and I had on this red blazer and bowling shoes and like a tie and nobody was like, "What are you doing?" But it was well, like that was me. How being, much of an individual sitting is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, being comfortable. And so when I started Innovation Valley, like, that was the point of it. And so um, when I senior year, when I was you know doing my prints and stuff like that, that's what I was like really working on using that to just spread this word, this idea of like you know. Be yourself and be you and, you know, doing random makes kind of stuff like that. And so after my senior year, I decided that I was going to, um, I didn't really want to be in the studio. Like, I wanted to be more for the people. I just wanted to do more for people. I wanted better for people. So I uh, I left there and um, I graduated. I got married and I started this um, company called um, Keep True. And it's really just about finding your truth and like your purpose and like what is your purpose here and um, your path, your journey, whatever, whatever you may, however you may call it, whatever you may call it, like um, what is it that you're on? 
And uh, what came of that, and this is actually our, our fifth year anniversary, what came of that is um, every Tuesday we meet up and there's a group of us and we sit down and we reflect about our week and we've created this. I'm not even going to just say that Tuesday is just, you know, um, what we do on every Tuesday, but it's really become like a family, like a village of people who come together and they are not afraid to be vulnerable or to be honest or um they're just open to having a conversation and um, we help, we build each other, we support each other and everything. And um, it's, it's a real beautiful thing. And so that's really what has been taking my time up for these past five years. But as of recent, after my son, and I will say, you know, every time my son hit a, a, a milestone, I hit a milestone in my life mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, um, cool, I'm a mom. And then he has six months and then I'm like, am I just a mom or am I something else? And that's kind of like what you were like getting at and then um you know he hit nine months and I'm like no I definitely think that I'm more because I wake up and August is on my mind but so are these other things in the back of my head and you know then he hit 12 months and I'm like yeah I'm definitely you know I I, I do want to start something I want to get into something and you know it just kept going from there and I feel like around December January um I decided to get back into the studio took me a long time to get back to that but you know Mm -hmm. I'm back in the um studio and you know it's like when you're in a relationship and you you know you think you're in love and everything like is everything everything works so you you're happy because everything works and not even anything went wrong but you just grew apart for some reason like Mm -hmm. it's just not the same as it was and so you kind of just like fall back and or break up or whatever and then um when you bump into each other again, it's like, oh, and then everything just clicks. And it's like, I'm in love now. And I know because I thought I was in love before, but this feeling is not that. And so that's kind of like where I am with like art, where it's like, it's very different now. Now I have a voice to like my artwork. I'm not just like, oh, I see that and I can draw it and I can make something. She looked. I look. um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have um, my own style and I feel like that's important, you know, being an artist is when somebody, I want somebody to see my stuff and know that it's me. I don't want to just paint something that's just out there and like you know people are buying because it's popular like I want people to see something and be like oh I want that particular style and um it took me I think you know from being married from being a mom from this whole journey with keep true these past you know six years really did give me my voice and you know I was looking through some artwork from college recently and I'm just like I don't even know what this was about like because I just I wasn't I wasn't trying to say anything. I was just doing a project, you know, and I can really tell now, like, there's no meaning to what I was doing. And um, there's definitely, like, meaning now. So um, that's pretty dope and exciting. So um, that's where I am right now. I'm just putting it all out there, seeing what's happening. So, that's dope. Right. That's Congratulations dope. on Thank five you. years. Thank we you. celebrate all the wins around here. We do. Small wins, big wins. Yeah. Pop champagne. Yep. In our minds. <laughs> well, tonight in our minds, but usually... We do have the libations. Um, because we celebrate everything. It, every you know what it is? Every week there is something to celebrate. And and I and like I taught the class today when I was teaching, I'm like, in in this time that we live in, we have to look for things that bring us joy. We have to actually search them out, things that make us happy, things that give us peace, reasons to be grateful. Like we have to literally search them out now. And it's like when we find something, like even the news you shared with me today, like honestly, we should have something to toast to because that's something that's another major, you know, win, win, or, or, or small, small win, win or but it's a win, win. Type, right? And even us getting on iHeartRadio, like it was so simple, but we did mm-hmm. it. You know what right. I mean? So it's like we have to, we we gotta find ways to celebrate everything. So your five years, Summer, even finding her calling and doing what she does, like you stumbled upon this, but then you found your calling, like that's a win. Mm-hmm. A lot of people up. don't find their calling right. like 
by accident. Like, oh shoot, like I like this. I love right. this. I'm Most invested people feel in this. Like they're stuck because they mm-hmm. just got this right. job, but you you, you found you it right. Up. And then you you take uh, so much joy and pleasure in helping people, even though um, we always talk about it all the time. Sometimes you always feel like, oh, I wish I could do more. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you wish you could do more for that child or you could help that dad and understand. It's like you always wish you could do more, but just think of how much more you're doing than you were able to do before. And what mm-hmm. I learned is also you can't save everybody. You can't save everybody. You can't. Like, it's going to be some kids that you just not going to be able to reach. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you got to be okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, you going with the mindset of, I'm going to change everybody. I'm going to, you know, and you can't, you can't do it. Cause some people are just right now, you might plant the seed, somebody else might water it, whatever the case is. And you just got to kind of do what you are sent there to do and kind of don't worry about if they receive it now or not. Mm -hmm. You encourage them, you speak, you know, life into them, tell them when they right, tell them when they wrong and kind of keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. That's what I learned. Like you have, you definitely have to, you you have to understand you can't reach everybody even at that time. It mm-hmm. might come five, ten years down the line, six months down the line. Like I had a student, we had her when she was in sixth grade. We're just now seeing progress, and she's in tenth or ninth. Mm-hmm. It took years. Persistence though. Yeah, it's it staying persistent yeah. and committed. And I feel like that's like a big thing. I I remember um one of my coworkers like feeling that way. Like I can't reach these kids. Like they're not hearing me or whatever. And I'm like, that's sort of the same thing. Like you can't. You can't save everybody. Like every 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 person is not for you. And mm-hmm. I and I was like, you know, I was a jerk when I was in high school. Like I was terrible. And I'm like, and I'm sure my teachers were just like, I don't know. Like, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, but to see where I am now, to see who I was in college, to see me being a teacher and to be in that position is just like, you know, some of them probably was like, I ain't think, mm-hmm. you know. And so, but it's just, and and she was shocked when I said that to her. And I'm like, exactly, you don't know. And I'm like. Just, you know, say, you know, your, your positive affirmations to them. Do what you can for them. But at the same time, like, you can't save mm-hmm. everybody. Like, some people, they just mm-hmm. going to be how they're going to be. And, you know, like you said, like, it takes some time. Like, it took me some time to, like, grow yeah. up. Uh, my eighth grade teacher makes it a point to comment on everything that I post and just reminds me of who I was in his class in, in seventh and eighth grade, Mr. Yeah. Leong. No, Mr. Mm-hmm. Leong. Mr. Leong. Shut up. <laughs> um, who are you? So he makes it, he makes it a point. I was, I was... I had a smart mouth. I had a smart mouth. And I probably was terrible in um all caps. Were you terrible? Elementary. Summer was quiet. And at no point. And no point. Even in high school? I so I got smart, I'm not gonna lie. This one time I went off on a teacher. I was in like seventh or eighth grade and like the whole class was like just talking and being disruptive. And I like was like, you know what? Finish my work, I'm gonna talk. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit here and like look dumb. So I started talking and he like pointed me out of everybody and I went off. I'm like, how dare you <laughs> point me out in the entire class? I said, you're not going <laughs> to single me out. Mm-hmm. Say it to the whole class. And that, I think that was the first time like, I ever got disrespectful with like anybody in authority, like teachers and stuff like that. Because I just didn't understand why people would disrespect teachers. I'm like, mm-hmm. we need what they have. Why are we being right. disrespectful? Like if you don't like them, you don't have to like them, but... You don't have to disrespect them. I, yeah, I don't think I was disrespectful. I think that we did stuff like drop the books all at one time. That's just though. Is that bad? I feel like time. that's bad, though. I wonder what it is, though. I mean, I guess it's just your maturity. Because I feel like, I, like, in high, in high school, in this clock, baby girl, if you are so alive, I'm so sorry. If I ever run into this clock, like, I'm going to give her a hug, and I'm just going to apologize. But, like, we had, we, it was MG, and it was MG World History, and it was English, and they were connected. So the class literally left World History and all moved to English together. Like, mm-hmm. we were together. And 
me and Shelly was not. We were just like, we just gonna go and we gonna go get some snacks. We gonna walk everybody else to their locker to get their stuff and then walk them to class. So we were probably like 10 to 15 minutes late every class. And we didn't just come in late. We came in loud. Like, hey, TikTok, you don't stop. Hey, TikTok, you don't, yo, Miss Clock. And like the kids would like be like, hey, like what is when we walked in? And like, just draw it, and she'd be like, Sydney, come on, take your seat. Like, all right, what page you on? Like, just, and I have no idea, like, why, but yo, know, it is it's like, no, I mean, even with my kids, like, I see it now, like, it's certain, like, it'll be certain times where I was teaching, like, I can't even get mad at this. Like, I was, I was so ignorant, like, I, and I don't know why, I don't know why. Yeah. Like, it was I'm just not exactly you don't stop, though. Like, like, I was right. Because she's probably tired of telling you not to do it. She knew when she that name. She knew. Because I know. No. 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 If you got to come No. You're not about that. Because my name is Miss Clark. We talk about TikTok. You don't stop. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. But you went. I was 100% drunk. Be ready to take everything from your son. He would get everything taken away from you. He would have a car. He probably wouldn't even have a bed. But after I lay because that was so cool. Like, that's I, what he did. <laughs> I told you about the story when the teacher had the cat dress on, and every time she talked, the student was like, meow. Oh my God. Y'all turn the page, meow. And like, he kept doing it to the point, like, we had to excuse us. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. How can I reprimand you? And I'm sitting here in tears in because tears. I just thought it was so funny. She didn't realize why he was doing it. He's like, <laughs> 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 it was just bad. It was bad. Oh, so man. yeah, I get it. That, I would have probably lasted day. I would have been annoyed. Like, if I want to go hang out, I'll call my sister. If I, if I need somebody, like, 
at the end of the day. No, but I'm saying, no, it came <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I want to grab something to eat. Right. I'm mm-hmm. not begging nobody for friendship. Your because sister's got a lot of friends, though. They do. So are you the... But, I, but, I, but no, uh-huh. let's say this. We might have a lot of friends, but I feel like... I don't I don't drop what I'm doing for a lot of people, but if my sisters call, like mm-hmm. it don't matter what I'm doing. Like right. if they need me, like I'm showing up. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I just think I don't know if I'm I'm quiet, but not really though. I don't know. That's weird. Like I don't have a lot of friends. Like I don't have a a whole group of friends. Like I know people, but I don't consider. Because I don't think you're friendly. Friend. <laughs> I might not be. You, you think she's friendly? <laughs> like she's we friendly. we be having yeah, shindigs and summer true. won't necessarily engage I don't in think that's friendly. I think that's like less. That's more like antisocial. But I, don't, I think she's friendly though. Like I'm not gonna not speak to you if I you oh, know right. if I yeah. if you have somebody. I'm not gonna be like who's this person. Like that's to me that's like not friendly. But I'm very like if I'm in my room, I'm watching TV, I'm relaxing. Like that's my I love it. Like I'm so mm-hmm. whereas Consent though your might be like Franklin's hanging out with people. Not saying not. Not her, 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 like contentment might be having like a bunch of people around and having Not a, a bunch. bunch, a few. I think you like to be More in the mix. Than, yeah. Whereas though, I'm like, you can go, and yeah, I think right. I, I think like, I'm both. I think I like to be in the mix, but also like sometimes when we like have stuff over here or whatever like that, I will just go upstairs. Mm-hmm. Or like if I'm like, I'll be like, oh come on, Oki, we'll go to your playroom. <laughs> like, and, and people will come in the room and be like you just in here I'm like yeah I'm just in here they're like you just gonna be in here like by yourself and I'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally fine with it I'm totally but I'm also, right and so fine. like I, I yeah so and I yeah I what? what I was about to say <laughs> I was about to say I think that I'm the mixture of you two but I was gonna say that I do think that summer I don't even think it's like antisocial you're just comfortable being by yourself yeah I'm and like, I I'm, have to always like I don't I feel you on that. I'm, I that, I'm that person weird. by myself. I feel like for 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 a summer, not so much Sydney because Sydney will be down really for anything I want to do. But summer <laughs> is always like a setup, and even with you down, and you'd be like, it's like when you come with me, like you don't never know what you're about to get. Right. Like exactly. I think she does it purposely because she knows if she tells me beforehand, it's going to be uh no. no. <laughs> you <laughs> said like right. We're at. That's what somebody tells. Are for. Right. And I don't, that's and I just like, part about being a sister. But that's why you gotta keep asking. I'll be like, where are we going? I just gotta go pick this thing up. And then, like, we, like, halfway drive us, so where are we going? And I'll pick this thing up, then I told somebody <laughs> I'm gonna meet there. I'll be like, oh, okay. So, where are we going? <laughs> Once right, right. Each, each landmark. Where's so, yeah. Going? That's, that's, because she knows. She knows, I would say. So, she has to do it like that. Or I'll be like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I pass. True. What's the best part about having sisters? I think it's the, the, the laughter. <laughs> I feel I like that's the best part. Yeah, like I don't. I think I think we are clowns, and I think that it's it's just little jokes. Like I don't know, like just that like gut busting, like <laughs> just that like that hearty laugh. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like these memories, those times, like picture, bringing you know, it up. Hey, picture. You know, it's up here. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. So she's making it up. Um, yeah, I feel like that's, like, the best part, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like, because even, like, having, even, like, now, I have, like, you know, I have a decent amount of best friends, um, but, you know, it's just not the same amount of memories, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think that's the best part, it's just, like, the memories, the laughs, or just, not even not just the memories, but, like, also, like, the laughters now, like, things that I know that, like, I gonna call my sister right now, she gonna crack up, right, like, if I call her right, mm. rising up. Like, those things. Like, you know you're what I mean? Like, yeah, you're my bull, blue, you're my bull. Right, right. So I just... <laughs> I feel like that's the, that's the best part. Okay. Done. 
best part about <laughs> you're looking at me like no part is better. Uh, <laughs> no part is the best part. Uh, <clears throat> good thing my sisters ain't here, huh? <laughs> um, mm, you know what? It's a good thing that my sisters probably not going to this episode. But honestly, let me tell you, <clears throat> the good, the best part about my sisters is my nephews, and I don't, I don't care. <laughs> on it. My nephews is the best part of my sisters. I mean, one of my sisters don't have children, but I mean. She gonna give me some nieces and nephews. <laughs> the best part of my sister is giving me my nephews, like, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, <laughs> and that's it. Now okay. we talk about sisters on my sister. Episode, well, what's your? It's gonna be something different. But... <laughs> what's your best part? <laughs> tell us your best um, part. The best part is that I always have. Um, and y'all say I have a lot of friends, but I don't tell everybody everything. So I think the best part is having somebody that I know will keep my secrets mm-hmm. and that I don't have to necessarily go outside of my sister, like my blood sister circle. Mm-hmm. Um, when I need advice or when I need um, balance. And I also think that my sisters keep me humble and not that I'm like, look, look how you looking at me right there. Like, you better say the right thing, girl. That's how you're hearing <laughs> it. Um, right, right. Um, but I think that they keep me humble. Not in the sense that I think I'm, I you know, have arrived or anything yet, but it's still that sense of humbleness. Like, no matter what award I get, no matter what, you know, station I'm on or whatever the case may be, like, whatever is getting covered is still like, Yo, you coming home to North Philly and I, we your sisters your and we go and right. remind you. Sydney right. going to text me, you ugly. Right. Um, you just to keep me humble. <laughs> she going to text me, I'm ugly, just to keep me humble. Like it's you know. So I think it's, it's I think it's those things. Like no matter how um, big Dare to Hope grows or or whatever we do, this podcast or whatever, I know my sisters are going to like be right there to remind me, like mm-hmm. to keep me grounded. Not so much humble, but like someone said two finger tap me but to kind of remind me so mm-hmm. that I always have somebody I can go to that I don't you know I never had to worry about trust because I have my sisters right, um, right. and I always had a friend I always I never even like I, I used to struggle with like going to the bathroom by myself like in my older age or age because like you still do I still want somebody to walk me to the bathroom when we're mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. but um <laughs> it's because I never we never it was like Y'all go to the bathroom. It was like I never had to do... I never realized how much I didn't have to do by myself until I got older and was like, well, dang, my sisters literally... Because me and Summer are 16 months apart and then Sydney came five years later. Well, yeah, so I know how to do stuff by myself. You don't because you were <laughs> only 16 I mean, I months. One. You weren't doing nothing by yourself for 16 months. Walking. Barely. <laughs> Barely. She's an idiot. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, that's, that's 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 <laughs> that's um you know what's the best part for me. So thank y'all for sharing y'all stories. Let's get ready for our next segment. Uh, don't believe the hype. Don't 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 believe the hype. <laughs> don't 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 believe the hype. <laughs> don't believe the hype. <laughs> don't believe. The- so you you guys were um. You guys are familiar with like mental health and all those things, and you guys are black, so you can tell me what you. I am. Well, questions still out there, <laughs> um, but we can. You can <laughs> tell me about a a myth that you guys think mm-hmm. is in the black community when it comes to mental health. And some of you talked about you kind of started one earlier, or you can have another one. Another myth is like, um, even like as a black, like as a race, we just don't believe in therapy like we don't believe mm-hmm. we think that um if you go to therapies what's wrong with you something mm-hmm. gotta be wrong like it, you always not, say that yeah that's not mm-hmm. true i thought like, we talked about it in the first true. episode probably yeah that you that, that people don't always people. go I, for I trauma like what it i mean i think it stemmed from a, us like you were saying having to overcome we have to do this we had to mm-hmm. suck it up we have to mm-hmm. and it's like that's a we part of us time. we don't got time like you 
you know, baby, you ain't have time to sit there and cry or be upset or, you know, have time to process mm-hmm. a- exactly because you had to go on to the next mm-hmm. thing. Like, so you think it's the fortitude. And I think that that's true because I've seen people go through like traumatic things. Like literally you just went through this traumatic thing and you are back the, the same day, like in mommy mode, the same day in like wife mode, the same day in sister mode, the mm-hmm. same day in like whatever you do, you're right back bouncing into that. But I think that that's because we have that fortitude that was passed down or through generations. Myth, it might just be a myth. Like you, you, it doesn't mean that you're weak or any less of a man or woman, mother, father, whatever your title or role is, if you go and talk to somebody. It doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, especially black men. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, black men don't, men don't cry. Men don't, you know, right. you don't show your emotions. And, like, that's not true. That's right. not true. Yeah. I think on the you first know? episode, we um, compared it to, to kind of like sex. And, I mean, I guess every household was different. But you know how in a lot of households, it's just like you don't talk about sex. I feel like therapy was like one of those things, too. Or if you had like a, a quotation mark, like a crazy aunt or mm-hmm. a crazy Label uncle. is crazy. Right, or, right, right. Or, like, or mm-hmm. anybody who, like, no one ever knew if somebody went to therapy. Just like no one ever talked about sex. Just like, oh, where do babies come from? Mm-hmm. Like, right. oh, mm-hmm. well, what about people who, who struggle with, you know, attention, uh, you, you know, whatever they struggle with uh, mentally. Um, it's just kind of like, mm, who knows? Like, you know, no one ever really talked about it. It was so taboo. Right. That's true. I believe it. You got to miss it. Earlier, you was talking about on um, the kid, and we, we kind of didn't, like, kind of dissect that. But when parents don't, you know, kind of... Mm-hmm. They they think it's... Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, no go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, I think that they think that, like, their child... I've seen so many parents, like, oh, they're just acting out, or they're just... Um, want attention. Want attention. Like, this... It happened, like, I want to say a couple weeks ago. And the parent was like, oh, it's nothing wrong with him. He's just... And I'm like, yeah, that means it's something wrong. If he's displaying these behaviors, that's exactly mm-hmm. what that means. Like, something else is going on. He mm-hmm. didn't just up and run away because you said you were taking him somewhere. No, that's not the case. It's something else. It's an underlying issue, and he needs to go talk to somebody. But they always... Not always. I'm not going to say that. Because some parents do, you know, think mm-hmm. that their child does need to, you know, see or, you know, go see a therapist or whatever. But a lot of them are like, he just does this or she just does this for attention is that wrong with them? And we find in this house. And I'm just like, no. Or you not. know, just because it's, and I learned this, like, um, because in our household, not even our household, in our family, whenever we had a gathering, alcohol was like always, um, anybody around? Alcohol <laughs> is always like, was always in the mix, always involved, always included. And I grew up thinking like, when you have something, you have to have liquor. You have to mm-hmm. have, you know, it's, it's normal for people to get drunk. It's normal for people to drink, but it's that's not that's my normal. That doesn't mean it's everybody's normal. Mm-hmm. And just because you know your kids seeing you get your head, you know, beaten, and they're seeing this and they're seeing their uncles getting shot at and they're doing this, that doesn't mean just because it's normal for y'all to have you know all this crazy stuff going on in your house. That doesn't mean that's not normal to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I think they because they're like, oh, this is everyday life, and this is what the life we live, that they're supposed to be okay with it and they're not supposed to, like, have trauma behind it. Mm-hmm. I had a one parent say, yeah, so what my daughter seeing, you know, such and such get shot? That doesn't mean anything. I'm like, yeah, it, it does. Everything. So it means everything. Right. It's so normalized. Yeah, it right. does. At a right. young age, like, she didn't know. She, clearly she does because she remembers it. So mm-hmm. it's just like... Babies remember so. It's like that. It's like his normal is shouldn't, like, it should be her normal, but it's mm-hmm. not normal to her. And, like, because it's not normal to her... She's now just, oh, she just wants attention. Yeah, that, that's what it is, but it's another issue behind it. So I think it is, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah and I think I, I deal with it too with some clients sometimes because it's like, 
they just want to they just want to normalize it or they don't know how to deal with it so they try to like ignore it and it's just like you can't ignore it away like it's not going to go away it's going to actually get worse if we don't address it and just because you don't you're not comfortable with dealing with it because i think a lot of times they don't know what to say so they just don't they avoid it altogether because i don't know what to say to my kid so i'm going to avoid this conversation versus if i don't know what to say seeking out help for myself and then you know mm -hmm. making sure that my child gets the help they need instead of avoiding it to summer's point and just saying like oh it's nothing wrong like when clearly something is up you just don't know how to handle it mm. so yeah i don't know i don't know how to like address it as like a myth but i feel like um kind of to like what you were saying earlier like when you have like that crazy aunt or like uncle mm -hmm. or like it's just that one person kind of like um how do i want to put this like you you're the only one that has these thoughts. Like, I feel like that's the myth. Like, I'm the only one that, like, thinks this way. And, like, we were doing, like, a Tuesday one day, and we were all, you know, everybody was just, like, talking and, um, uh, I don't know if I, well, whatever. So, um, Matt was, like, yeah, you know, talking about, like, his, like, mental health and, like, everything that's going on with him. And he was talking about, like, you know, like, going to therapy and, like, not going to therapy and just talking about, like, his really, like, dark years and how, like, that was, like, really hard for him and how, you know, um, he's grown so much since then, but, like, having these thoughts or whatever. And I feel like when Matt first started, like, talking about, like, his mental health issues, like, you know, for me it was, like, whatever, but I feel like it was more shocking to, like, other people. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Sharing that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, on that particular, like, Tuesday, it was, like, he said it, and then, like, another person said, like, their moments, and another person said their moments, and another person said their moments. Mm -hmm. And then it was a point where Dwight was like, yeah, he was like, you know, when I, like, quit Vanguard, and, like, everybody was telling me that I, like, I wasn't shit, and I wasn't enough, and, like, you know, I didn't deserve my wife, and I didn't deserve this, and blah, whatever. He was like, there was moments where it was just like, I'm driving home, but I can just drive into Kelly Drive, and, like, this mm -hmm. could just be it. And he was like, but, like, Sid is what, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want that for her. Mm -hmm. Like, Sid, like, kept me going or whatever. And I feel like him saying that then led to, like, more people like, oh, well, mine's like this and mine's like that. And I think it's the thing of, like, going back to the first time when, like, Matt was talking about his mental health and jumping to that night is just so many people that probably didn't feel comfortable or, like, scared to mm -hmm. be, like, Dang, yeah, I thought about it too. Like, you thought about driving off mm -hmm. or something? I thought about it too. Like, I thought about, like, taking these pills or whatever. And so I feel like that idea that, like, you're alone or that, like, mm -hmm. I'm the outlier or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to say it because, like, people going to think, like, I'm crazy or, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to be on my type time. And I just feel like, you know, it's that's why, like, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, speaking your truth is so important mm -hmm. and, like, telling your story is so important because when you say it, like, it's like, oh, wait, you, like, you you too you mm -hmm. know what I mean and like you realize you're not alone and so I feel like you know I wonder just from that group I mean it was like I would say it's like 80% of the people there and so it's just like how many people have that thought mm -hmm. but aren't speaking up about it well we know how common it is like one in four people you don't know, have a mental illness or suffer from some type of depression but the other thing is they it's probably higher in the black community Mm -hmm. and because we don't normalize it because we are ashamed about it because we think that it's something negative all the time we don't share it and that's kind of why I want to do what I do with Simple Minds and like because I want to normalize it. I want people to have on shirts so that we can spark conversations because when, mm -hmm. when somebody sees down the shirt and says, Jesus, wine, therapy, you know, self-care, like whatever the order it is in, that's that's a conversation starter. So let's talk about our mental health. Like, and that's the point. Like, and so kudos to everybody that shared that night because that is something hard to share your truth, especially when you're in a vulnerable place about it. Like, right, right. so that was dope. That was dope. So I think that we do need to normalize I'm sorry, y'all. We have been in this room, studio freezing, for 57 minutes and 26 seconds. And Sydney just now X. Would she like? I'm comfortable. I'm not. Would she like? I was gonna say. Donna is like, you know how you go and like your shoulders is like. 
Donna said it was cold outside. She, as soon as I heard cold, I was like, oh, she cold? She's like, outside. The weather wasn't what I thought. I was like, oh, okay. She meant, like, outside. You no. Outside. I was like, I'm like, it's a little like crazy. Because I have a t-shirt on, so I'm not dressed for the weather. That's why I just drink I mean, I got this hoodie on. My bad. I can't eat on my bones. Maybe my <laughs> That was a shot. She said she had me in her bones. I mean, and look at us. I got a little meat. I'm, I'm, I'm cracking up. I got me. So. I thought you can read her body language. I, I don't know how Donna be saying. I don't even know if Donna got sons. She's talking about her sons. I still don't know if she got sisters. <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay. Nika? I told you about singing in this podcast, right? <laughs> Listen, the real me is coming out. It only took, three, with the- <laughs> only took three seasons. Five minutes. Uh-uh. Um, all right, so let's jump Five into hours. our... What did I say? Five minutes. All right, so let's get ready for our next segment. Truth is. Sarah, I think you should start off the truth. I know we got guests, but I think you should start off with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your truth today? Because you, first of all, Sarah had to do this whole shindig thing to get her truth today. So I think. Because I couldn't remember it. Because I'm. I should have wrote it down. Remember. Come on, start us off. I'm curious to hear this explanation. When I said what it was, you're like, you're an idiot for asking me. When you guys hear it, tell me what you think. And go. Rate, comment, and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, I did some processing this week. I've really been processing. I really have been doing a lot of self-evaluation and, like, self-getting things done. Self-getting things done. My God. And, um... So what I realized about myself is that, and that is a question. It's not even a realization yet. It's not a truth yet. It's a question that is going to end up as a truth. Um, is it, do I run when I am not comfortable in situations? So you didn't say that. You said do I, I because you were in my conversation, I was trying to get to the bottom of something and you were air hustling. Um, mm-hmm. But, so do I run when this, when the, when I'm uncomfortable with something, when somebody wrongs me? Yes. Um, do I run or do I just set up good, better boundaries? Do you, do you confront it? Sometimes. Okay. But sometimes I don't confront it and just let it fester because I'd rather not deal with it. Has there been specific moments in the last couple of weeks or days that has specifically made you think I ran from this or how am I about to deal with this conversation? So I had a, um... I don't want to call it an argument, but I had a little discussion with um, one of my mentors and she, though I think it was a shot, and we probably laugh at this, you know, eventually, but I, though I think it was a shot, yes. Um, but she said that whenever things like this happen, I always, I'll cut people off or just walk away. Mm-hmm. And she started naming names. And I was like, mm-hmm. hmm. But when I evaluated those names, it's like, well, they did A, B, and C. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, I didn't just wake up and be like, talk to them no more. Like, they did A, B, and C to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is it my truth that I run when I'm uncomfortable? Or is it that, like, at this point in my life, I just don't want to deal with anybody that doesn't really have my back mm-hmm. or my best interest? Um, and so that's what I'm trying to kind of process out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I talked about forgiveness. So I have, I've had, I've had meetings. I have lunch, you know, dates, and I've had talks and conversations with people. Um, some of the people that they, that my mentor named, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But then there's other people that I'm like, I'm still praying about it because it's like, am I, am I running or am I like, just like I'm okay, I'm cool on you. Like, and it's, and part of it is like when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. 
But then the other pieces, I forgive them because I show God sometimes who I am. Is like, is this who I really am? Or is like my heart really, you know, this way? But I just sometimes do these things because I like to do these things. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like all the, like, I, it's like almost like I'm, I'm juggling like these different thoughts in my mind. Like, you know, which one is it? Do I run? Is it just what it is? Or do I do it because I don't really feel protected or safe around these people? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's kind of my truth. Like, do I run? Uh, another truth is that, and I have to really start walking in this, is that when people um, mess with my peace, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be better with, and maybe I can get like summer and, you know, and set very good boundaries with who I allow in my space and when and why. Mm -hmm. Like, and even when, you know, people are like themselves into my space, uh, what does my boundaries need to look like? Because... Um, I can become very upset over things that people say because they're not happy or because they aren't on this journey to seek out the good things out the day. Like, I don't care what happens bad. Like, I'm on a journey to seek out the small wins, to right. seek out, you know, moments to be grateful, to seek out moments of peace. And so when I invite somebody in my space that, and everybody, and I'm not saying, like, people have bad days and they want to vent and they want to talk and I'm a therapist and I get all that. Um, but at the end of the day, when somebody's constantly this way and consistently this way, huh? If that's who they are as a person, right, their energy, their energy right. and who they are as a person, like I need to be mindful of that, especially with the journey that I'm on, because I don't want that to disrupt it. Even on my forgiveness journey, mm -hmm. like even in my forgiveness journey, even in my journey of finding out, do I run from uncomfortable situations? Like I just don't need any extra BS, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you bring intentional BS to me, I need to like be mindful of that. Right. And so that's right. my other truth. And you can forgive people and you can have associates you can have people around you and they don't have to have access to you. Like, forgiveness doesn't equal access. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I'm sure I posted that on Black and Therapy um, page a couple of weeks ago that forgiveness doesn't equal doesn't equal access again. Mm -hmm. So, that's, that's true. That you're working on that. Mm-hmm. Get you some boundaries. That's so Get you some boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it is no, easy. We Listen, we here, we here with it, okay? We had a conversation like two, three days ago, I think, with her. Mm -hmm. She's just like, well, how do you do it? I'm like, listen, I turned down jobs and they, most of my sisters know that because of my peace. You're not going to, money, yeah, money is good, but if I got to be around something or someone that I know will drain the life out of me and will cause me to just be like, Ugh, all the time, mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. You are not, I've, I've cut off friends. Simple as that. Right. If you, if this is what you bring in all the time, and this is your energy, and this is, I can't. Mm -hmm. I can't. It's nothing to get, I love you, but I can't have you in this if I'm always in a state of frenzy or anxiousness. I can't mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. I'm too old. And it took me a very, very long, probably within the last six months to really be comfortable with saying that. Like, I'm, look, you, you, you have to be okay with telling people, you disrupt my peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can't right now. I can't mm -hmm. have you in my space. I love you. I love people from a distance. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case is, family included. That's right. why I have the reason I probably be up in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Well, you, well, gotta... you might as well just go into your truth then. I see. I... Come on, Summer. Tell us your truth. <sighs> yes, you do. You got you want Sydney to go first and then you jump on? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> because I don't well, you know, I was going to actually continue the boundaries conversation because I feel like you can set boundaries in different ways. Like, I go feel ahead. like I set boundaries. I don't acknowledge things. Mm. Like, you see something smart to me, I'm not going to acknowledge that. 
And so you know, next time I'm not just saying that's working. So <laughs> like that's how like that's a way that like I create boundaries. Like and like to, to Ashley's point where she was like, you know, it you know what you seeking out for today, and it's like you know that sounds ignorant, but I will do it in a calm way though. Mm-hmm. Like now you might say something to me like, oh, thanks for showing up. I mean, we started half hour ago. I'm like, anyways, it's cute. And keep it pushing. <laughs> like, I'm going to give you a compliment and I'm not going to acknowledge. You're not going to get an energy back. Yeah, like, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that because what's the point? Let, let it just let it just die here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I read um, I read the book, The Four Agreements. Everybody should read The Four Agreements. Yes, love that book. And, the um, Four Agreements? Why you never told me about it? The Four Agreements. I mean, I thought everybody knew. Breaking news. So, yeah, so The Four Agreements. Just, uh, these Four Agreements that, you know, just help you to, like, live like a healthier life. And so it's like... Uh, I'm not going to say my order because I don't know my order, but it's just like, don't take things personal. Um, Watch your words or be impeccable. Oh, yeah, be impeccable words. with your words. Um, Let me get on names out right now. Like, you want to copy? It's clear to sure, you're not getting them right now. What is going on? Don't say things personal. Be impeccable with your words. Don't look at me because I'm not. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can look. Just look yeah, up. Just look at it. I'm buying it. I'm not looking at nothing since y'all. I feel like we talked about this one. We did episode, not. Right? This is my first time. I got a book. I got a book. You don't even got to buy it. I got books. I got books, but I ain't giving them back my book. All right. They don't want your books, sis. Um, <laughs> What's the other two? Right. The book is literally in a nursery. Summer, go in a nursery and get the book. What? No. <laughs> okay, I'm about to... Um, scurry on. Look, scurry on. Look, look, <laughs> the chair. It's right by the chair, by the window. Between the chair and the window. It's right there. Because I'm reading the day. What other but, four um, agreements of life? Be impeccable with your words. Don't think... Don't take anything personally. Yep. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. Always do your best is always my one that I feel like I'm always like trying to work on. Always do right. your best. I feel like I'm a work. Uh, I guess yeah. I think I work on all of them. Like mm-hmm. being impeccable with my words because it's like like that's it's so all of them are like tricky. Like, I'm just too smart with my mouth for that. Like that's right. like the bottom yeah, of my right. list. You know what I mean? But the one thing that they talk about, the reason why I brought it up, the one thing that everybody should definitely read it. Um, it's definitely worth it, and and on a quarterly basis because I I consistently mm-hmm. read that book to like put me back in the right mindset. Excuse me, but the one thing that I will say is that the whole thing is about agreements and it starts off and it talks about how, you know, somebody might say something to you and it only seeps in and affects you when you accept the agreement. So somebody can say that you're ugly, but if I don't accept that agreement, then it doesn't matter to me. But if I do accept it and I'm like, I think I'm ugly, then it's like, okay, I agree on that agreement. And that's how that bond is created. And so for me, it's just like, you know, with the whole energy back and forth, it's like, I'm not accepting that agreement. And I also don't want you to pass it on. So I'm just going to drop it right here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a big thing. And not not taking things personally and realizing that, like, people people are living... The, the way that they um, explain it in, in a book somewhat is pretend it's a movie. Everybody has their own movie and you just happen to be there. And so it's like their interaction with you is based on how their movie is going. And it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's also important, too, to just, like, keep in mind. So, like... That is how I like build my boundaries and um, just like I don't I don't think it's like a sarcastic thing, but yeah, I just don't. Well, that makes sense not, if you're like, not agreeing not with it, right? Yeah, like, that makes right. sense, right? And they talk about how like pretty much like everything you know or what you think is because someone told you and taught you that, but you exactly. have to break those barriers. So you have to unlearn everything. Yes, every single thing you have to unlearn because these things were taught to you, but you don't have to, you don't have to agree, right? You don't. So I just want to know, like, what were some ways that y'all, like, create y'all boundaries? Like, how do you, like, how, like, what's one way you, like, I'm, like, Summer said, just, like, I'm not, she creates space. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just not going to uh, um, be with you, hang out with you, or be in the same space as you. I love you, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to stay in this corner, you stay in that corner. 
But like, what are one way I do um, create boundaries is that outside of cutting people off, like I don't want y'all to think I just cut people off, like, and maybe I do just cut people off, but it's not, it's not. It's, it, I'm gonna tell you why. Um, y'all know I got in trouble for my anger. Like you know, I had to go to anger management um, and all those things. So I'm very careful now about what I engage in. When I was in therapy, and my therapist told me that. I was telling her about an argument I had. And she was like, why did you engage in an argument? And I'm like, what do you mean? We were arguing. She was like, you sat there and engaged in an argument. You didn't have to engage in an argument. You could have walked away. You could have hung up the phone. You could have done anything that you did not have to engage in arguing. And that was the first time somebody ever pointed it out there. Like, really, it takes two people to argue. But I don't have to. Just because you want to argue doesn't mean I have to engage in an argument. Mm-hmm. So one thing I realized now is that I am very careful with that because I know, I still know that I've worked on my anger, but I know it's still there. Right, I know that it, it, it hasn't really left, it hasn't diminished, but I just know how to manage it now. And so for me, my boundaries especially come in when somebody is, um, and not, nobody can make you angry or anything, but when I feel myself getting to a place where I'm angry or I may lose control, um, I stop it and I don't even engage. And like I and I don't hang up the phone. I tell people, I'm about to hang up because I don't want to have this conversation with you. But I realize that that makes people angrier. But it's like my boundary is I'm not doing that with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to do it with you. And I'm not. And whatever you feel like on the other end of that is how you feel. But I know that my freedom and my, you know, name and my, you know, my, what do you call it? Character or, you know, your reputation um, matters more. Um, And so I know what it's like to lose that freedom, even if it was only for a little while. And I'll never be in a place again where I'm in that situation because I lost control. So my boundary looks like I won't engage. Like, I will not engage in an argument with anybody. So, that's my boundary. Yeah. I got a lot. I'm, I'm a boundary girl. Um, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a my phone go on D&D. Don't call me after this time or before this time. Text me. Don't call. Sometimes, like, I'm, I'm generally big on boundaries and, like, letting people into my space or allowing people to even talk to me. And, and sometimes, um, kind of what Sarah said, I do a lot of the things where it's just, like, I don't have to talk to you right now if I don't want to. Because a lot of times when people are angry or people want to talk about something, like, you're demanding or you want to talk about, like, I don't need to talk to you right now if I don't want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily because I'm so angry, but maybe I'm doing something. Like, I don't have to do these things because it's disrupting my peace or I just don't want to. So I don't allow people to, like, force me or make me talk to them or or tell me when they want to do things. It's just kind of like... Mm, no not really like I think that when I get to that place where it's like I know what what serves me what makes me happy if it doesn't then I'm not going to allow it to kind of disrupt whatever I have going on but I feel like my biggest boundary that I've always had is that like my phone will go on do not disturb like I'm a big person on do not disturb and it's like I'll get back to you so Mm -hmm. don't call me in the middle of the night yeah I think I I think I I started doing that like business wise like Mm -hmm. don't don't text me at 8 o'clock you couldn't you couldn't reach me if I was in the building, so don't do it now. Right? Yeah, I'll respond to you in the morning. Yeah, I, I, no, I've I, Donna. I have you been because again? when I first got this part time job, it was like okay, maybe this is what this life is like. Like maybe I'm in a new realm, I'm in a new life. Like maybe you know this is what happens. Like nobody told me the hours, but it's like it got to a point where it's like it's midnight. Like, you've lost like I don't know if she listened. <laughs> you know you boundaries like right. or don't call me before nine o'clock. So even if my phone goes off, I swear if it's eight fifty two. Don't call me before 9 o'clock, like, about anything. Like, even when people call me about a shirt, like, what? Don't call me about this, like, at 7.30 at night. Like, no. Like, we, I don't want to talk about it right now. Right. So. And you know the funny thing is? They, um, 
don't know if you particularly used to get on it. I know daddy and mommy, like, were bothered that I keep my phone on silent at night. Mm-hmm. Like, anything that happened. Oh, it does bother me because I've been locked out a couple times. And I'm like, why <laughs> my phone is on silent? Because if I'm asleep, I'm asleep. Like, I like I feel like if that's your time, it started when Zion was a baby because I would keep it on silent because it would, the phone would wake him up. And I just... Right, like, you're not about to wake my baby up. Right, I and know. I eventually <laughs> just kept it on silent. But it's like, I hate when I'm asleep. And then, like, I'm the type of person where if you wake me up, then I'm like, oh, I'm up. Now I got to kind of... Wind mm-hmm. myself back down to go mm-hmm. back to sleep, and it takes a lot for me to go to sleep. So, phone, yeah, silent. Now it's on do not skirt. But I remember, like, vivid, like, they used to get so mad. Like, why is uh, your phone I, on silent? Why is your phone I don't, silent? I don't, so I don't turn my phone off, and that's just, I don't also sleep through the night, so it doesn't really matter, like, mm-hmm. if you caught me or not, because I'm probably going to be, like, not in the deepest of sleeps anyway. So it's like, I don't know. But it, I just feel like, and that's my, like, paranoia and anxiousness that I feel like anything can happen, and somebody might need to reach me in the middle of the night, and. Call my house phone. Mm-hmm. I have. We don't have house phone. <laughs> <laughs> we. I, I feel like I'm. Uh, I'm like summer where if I'm up now I will be up. So like that's mm-hmm. naughty. But I also do keep my phone on, and I feel like yeah, you also don't answer when you don't want to. This is this is the thing. I I do keep my phone on. The crazy thing is that it's not that I don't answer. I legitimately have no attachment to my phone, and I will like my phone is like my wallet, which is very bad as an adult. But like I could care less. Whereas like I'm like and you ask any of my friends like the number one line the most thing I say to Dwight is not I love you is Dwight do you have my phone or Dwight <laughs> do you have my wallet like do you have my card like because I don't keep track of anything like I will like yesterday um I was like talking and they were like I just got the phone with you I said yeah I hung up with you I was talking to my grandma and I don't know where my phone was and that was three hours ago and I don't know where it is and I and I don't care that I don't know where it is that's the other thing too where it's like you know eventually do I like somebody might say something I'm like oh let me check that then I'm like oh y'all see my phone but like in between those times I honestly don't think about it like I I don't have an attachment to it at all but at the same time I do keep it on for like emergencies and I mm-hmm. feel like it has been times where like I've gotten calls in the middle of the night so it's like I'm glad that I had it on but yeah I think my main thing is just like work like don't yeah yeah don't especially if I don't know you if it's it, you know and it's people too like okay. some of my like don't do that like, I might call down early. I called you early this morning, too, because I had two... T- and she didn't answer. <laughs> but you know what? You know what's funny about Donna? No, you know what's funny about Donna? She never acknowledged that I called her, but called me about something totally different that she wasn't talking about. Like, first of all, I called you at 745. Like, clearly... You didn't call me for nothing. Yes, I did. I called you to vent a little bit because of the date being messed up. Like, I know I'm not crazy right, right, because right. you always get on me about my time management. But this time, I knew I wasn't crazy. Right. I knew you wasn't, but when you called that early, it was before, like, my... It's before I, I'm able to speak in the morning. Like, I start speaking at a certain time. Don't bring it up. Yeah. She's she like, yeah, okay. so guess what? I'm like, guess what? Like, how about, did you need something? <laughs> you you want to text how me if you need needed something? It. I was busy. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what I was doing this morning. Okay. Making copies mm-hmm. for the for the thing. The papers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was making copies for the presentation I had to do today, this morning at 7 o'clock when I, text, when I called you. <laughs> a mess. A mess. Wait. So did you tell us the truth, Sydney? Yeah. Yes. You did. did. You didn't tell us your truth. I didn't tell Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm like, wait, wait no. No, go ahead. Let's be ponging. Oh, ping ponging. Okay. And then I'm going to go back to ask you told the truth. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you started off. off. And then you're going to finish it. Did I say mine? I think yeah, I told the Listen. I don't think she was. I don't think that's Yours is made up anyway. I don't think You should start and finish. I think it should be a little versatile. Are you the little Be in the middle. Aren't or... you a little child singer? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. Listen. I was going to try 
I'll think of another truth. Because... <laughs> <laughs> y'all know, y'all know. Truth is, is not my favorite segment. Segment, but I've been, I've been coming with the truths lately. And this week, I had a couple. <laughs> I thought she about to read it off that. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, what? <laughs> I found the truth today in uh in Sydney's studio, and I was like, oh, this definitely relates to me. But you know, you know where I got this from? My dad. Mm, he's a wise. He man. gave it to me when I was on the couch. That was um, one accident. Sure. Um, and it's kind of something that we talked about, and I was thinking about it in two. I was thinking about two different things that we was talking about, and it was one about um kind of representation, and we I t- talked about this last week, and kind of like how I can do and be multiple things. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking of this week more so um about like representation to um kind of my son more so because I'm because we're always in the house. Look, <laughs> alleged son. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all. Sydney never see my son because, I mean, he's 12. He don't be wanting to be around. So, it'll be a birthday party for a kid or something. And they're like, oh, where's Jayden? He didn't want to come. Like, <laughs> he's never around. I said, okay, well, come. can you show me a picture of him? She showed me a picture of this little boy. She clearly Googled. There's just uh, the back of somebody's head reading a book. It could have been anybody. And then I said, okay, okay. Show me at least a pregnancy photo. It was like... <laughs> It was a a picture of a woman pregnant, but they weren't facing the camera. <laughs> Come on. Listen, my son is mine, and I couldn't deny him if I wanted to. Um, but, oh, so my truth this, this week had to do with recognition, and it, it reminded me when Sydney was talking about um, recognition is that, like, um, how my son sees me, like, through quarantine. And, listen, it's, it's like, so... Like, we're in the house, right? I work from home. I can work from my bed. I can work from my desk. I can work from anything. But sometimes, like, he gets up and he goes downstairs and he gets, like, I I put him on the schedule and I don't necessarily, like, do the same for me. Like, Jaden has to get up, make his bed, brush his teeth, wash his face, and get ready, you know, to sit down at the table and, and go to school, right? And he sits down and goes to school and he's in school all day. Once Jaden in school, I might take a nap. I might go back to sleep. And I think, like, I was thinking, like, representation matters and, like, Granted, he knows that, like, I, I have a job. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think that, like, I have to get up and, like, sit, like, do work, too, and let him, like, see me do stuff. Because he was like, well, you don't got no money. You probably don't got no money. And I'm like, well, Jay, and, like, what do you think I be doing? He's like, I don't know. You just be on the phone all day. Who you think I be talking to? <laughs> Who I'm talking to these clients. So I had to, like, actually tell him. But I think that, like... It just, you know, in the pandemic, I think that, like, for me, it matters because my son is, like, he's about to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a part of it is kind of, like, vanity because I don't want him telling people that his mom be just on the phone all day. <laughs> like, I want, you know what I'm saying? Because we know how we see these people on Zoom and we might be looking like, mm, what's going on? Right, but, right, right. Um, this week, I feel like he, and this week I was down. Like, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was not good. It was that time of the month. I was just like, <laughs> listen, I might do some work. I might not. I'm going to lay in the bed. But I think it matters when he sees me. When he, when he like, it's lunchtime. He come up and see me, and I'm in, in my bed, and his mm-hmm. bed is made. And he done did all <laughs> right, this right, stuff. Right. He been on the break. He looking at you like, he made it. He looking at he me made. like, he made it. Like, what you do all day? Like, all right. what you doing? Like, oh, I heard you talking on the phone. You talking to your friends. And I talk to my clients. You know how we talk to our clients sometimes. We talking, like, regular. So then he might think I'm talking... No, this is a work phone. I'm talking like, <laughs> like I do do work, but um, this week I definitely had like had kind of a conversation with him about um how he sees me in in the work because I do want him like because I think about like he has a black teacher this year, so I'm like, oh, perfect. I love that he has a black teacher, but how does he see professional people? And it made me think when you were talking about like like kids don't see married people or kids don't see 
um, maybe black teachers or people who can relate to them. Like, mm-hmm. you can probably relate to the kids with the corner stores and stuff. Like, I want him to to be, um, and I know I kind of, like, he's kind of sheltered a bit because, like, we don't got, we don't got corner, like, we don't go to corner stores or mm-hmm. we don't do certain things, but it's, like, I still want him to know and understand and recognize and I have to, like, be that representation and let him know all of those things despite mm-hmm. the pandemic, despite the fact that we might not necessarily experience in them personally, but I want him to be kind of, like, well-rounded in that aspect that he knows that different people go through different stuff. Right. Um, and letting him know and reminding him what I do. Because my son, I don't know if he got memory issues like me, but he be acting like he don't know what I do. I'm like, I've been doing this for four years. So, like, reminding him that, like, there's kids out here that need, you know, additional assistance and, like, what they're thinking and what they're going through and, you know, struggling with how they're feeling and stuff like that. So, um, that's my truth this week. I don't know how to round that up, but pretty much allowing my child to see the struggles of the world and the violence and the mental health and everything so that he's not this shelter kid who you know, never knew or saw anything. Mm-hmm. So. That's a struggle to the Yeah, that's something, right, it's kind of like a continual thing, like, you working on your stuff, like, I, it just kind of gotta be continual, so. I love think about it. <laughs> y'all have sons, y'all have like sons. Y'all got sons. That's, that's a, oh gosh. We can have a whole other show. Like, I've had, like, yeah, it seriously is. We always like, said we're going to have a whole show. It's going to be the Black Raisin Black Sons. Like, people don't, even, like, so I have, like, all my, everybody on my team um, in the administrative part is, is, is white. The older, you know, white people. And they're like, oh, Zion's so cute. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, yeah, he's cute now because he's, he's nine. Will he be cute when he's, you know, 19? Or will right. you guys see him as a threat? You're probably going mm-hmm. nine times out of ten. He's built like his dad. You're going to see him as a threat because he's going to be a nice size. He's not, you know, he has a, a baby face now, but I'm pretty sure that's going to change. And it's just like, I, I just think about all this stuff. It's just, that's, uh, I don't even, I'm, I'm enjoying him how he is. Because mm-hmm. I look at other kids, even even some of his friends, I hear how they speak. And Zion is so like, he's such a kid. Like, he doesn't even get half of the stuff that they talk about. He really does. He doesn't listen to the music like that that every most of the kids listen to. I mean, he does sometimes, but it, it, he's just on Fortnite and going mm-hmm. and that. And I like that. You know, I kind of wanted him to get out of that and be doing something else. But I'm like, but that's him. That's what he likes to do. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep him. I want him to have, like Cindy said, his own identity. If he wants to be a gamer, and then let him rock out and be a gamer. Mm-hmm. Like, he could be doing way worse or other things that are, I don't know. So, right. I think that's the what you said about like but when does he stop being cute and I feel like that's like the bone chilling question I remember thinking that like while I was pregnant like you know everybody's excited to be having a baby but it's like at what age mm-hmm. like at what age is he a monster or whatever mm-hmm. you're gonna view him as you know what I super mean super predator like, right super predator and it's just like I kind of just want you to stay in my stomach <laughs> like you know what I mean I want you to grow I want to see who you're gonna become and how you're gonna turn out but at the same time it's just like it is like scary and I remember um you know, like, talking to, like, one of my co-workers about it, and she was just, like, talking about, uh, I feel like her her son was, like, at an Eagles game, he was pre-gaming, and he was starting to get an Uber, and a cop told him to, you know, keep moving or whatever, and he, like, put his arm on the cop and was like, yo, man, relax, like, I'm getting ready to go, and the cop, like, arrested him for it, and she was just, like, so upset, like, I can't believe he arrested him for it, and I was like, he got arrested. I'm sure after he looked like something else, he would have been shot. Right, he would have been killed. And, you know, just talking about that whole thing about, like, you know, people dying and everything like that. And it was just like, you know, you. then it goes back to the importance of having, like, black teachers and stuff like that because she was, like, talking about, like, you know, 
just something as simple as that. And her son and not understand. Like, you're mm-hmm. coming to me telling me that you mad at your drunk son that was gripping up on a cop got arrested and you t- I should be upset with you. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked her and I was like, what do you think would happen if that was one of our eighth graders? Mm-hmm. And she kind of didn't have anything to say. And I'm like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have went and, you know, sent husky, but mm-hmm. it would have been completely different right. if it was like an eighth grader. And I feel like, you know, that's the stuff that's just like, you know, heartbreaking. You, you got to think about it, but you don't want to mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm. Right. So what's your truth, sis? come on um my truth so i'm not quite sure how i want to word it but i was thinking about it um i feel like i'm an open book if you ask me anything i'm gonna answer it um and i guess my truth is like i don't know y'all can make y'all can you can word it to make it fit but this is like what's on my heart if that makes sense Mm mm-hmm because I'm an open book and I like share whatever. And I was talking to uh, Joy about this, my best friend, uh, how I view my best friend. And I say, you know, I consider somebody my best friend when they trust me enough to tell me something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I do it. And she was the opposite, where she feels like if she can trust you to tell you something, then like, I consider you a friend because she doesn't share so much. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I share everything and I know that that's a big deal. And so if you're willing to share something with me, then, like, you're my best friend. Like, I like that's how I consider mm-hmm. Not even, like, best friend, but, like, I would say family. Because mm-hmm. in reality, I probably got, like, 10 or 15 best friends. Like, literally 10 or 15 people that I can call on, you know, say whatever to. Um, but the downfall of that, I feel like that's kind of, like, dope. And I can open to y'all opinions on that. Of the, Donna probably wouldn't agree, but... <laughs> but, right, <laughs> boundaries, boundaries, boundaries! <laughs> but the downfall of that is, like, because I'm such an open book, it, it it's hurtful when people aren't mm-hmm. and not even that like I'm like you gotta tell me because you don't because that's your business that's your story to tell you know what I mean so like I don't like stress it but it's just like dang you ain't tell me that you know what I mean like that that's kind of how how many months ago that was my truth remember but they I feel away when people don't share oh yeah like because yeah, I yeah. share yeah so yeah, like, I agree with you yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of like how I feel about it. And I feel like, you know, with all of my best friends or not all of them, but like, I'll say like uh, majority of like my friends, like um, my friends from high school, like that, I'm still best friends with my friends that I've been friends with high school. And there have been moments where it's just like they had, they deliberately kept something from me. Somehow I always find out and I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. And that's when the perspective changes mm-hmm. because to me, I'm always going to keep it a hundred with you. Mm-hmm. And the moment I found out somebody's not keeping under me, it's like, it just changed a little bit. It don't mm-hmm. change a lot, because it's mm-hmm. like, at the same time, that's, again, it's your business to tell, mm-hmm. but it does change. And I feel like that's happened over, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, with every best friend, it's like, ah. And I realized it, that, like, that's because of how I built that idea of, like, what a best friend is. Mm-hmm. That it's like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not really what it is. And I feel like, and I was, like, talking to Dwight about it, and I, you know, I was like, you, Dwight's probably, like, my only best friend. Mm-hmm. that has never kept anything and if it isn't because he forgot or like you mm-hmm. know what I mean like mm-hmm. that like keeps it a hundred with me and mm-hmm. I feel like you know that's like really important because you know now mm-hmm. let me ask you this because earlier you was talking about how sometimes you know it's people's story so do you think that maybe like them not telling you was just you know like it was just their movie and their story and it just necessarily didn't get to you it wasn't necessarily like some type of like malicious act just because I'm that person like I'm that I'm that friend you talking about that's not necessarily going to share like if something happens 
are you gonna call all 15 of your friends and make sure they know? like sometimes it's just like you know what I'm saying like right, right, are right. you gonna call all of these people and let them know you know I mean granted I obviously don't have 15 best friends but even five people you know so I'm, I'm just asking you how how does that look in in the perspective of you know everybody's in their own movie like you said earlier everybody mm-hmm. is kind of like doing their own thing um and again, not necessarily that it's malicious or it's purposely to keep you out, but maybe it's just that they, you know, they were going, they were in their own movie, mm-hmm. you know? I think, well, I have a best friend that's like, just like you, where it's like, you have a lot going on and whoever you happen to talk to that week is mm-hmm. who you told, right? And so in that case, it's like, no, nah, that's just our relationship. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I also don't talk to you every day, so, or every week or whatever. So there's a lot about me that you probably need to catch up on. You know right. what I mean? And so I feel like in that relationship, you know... It's fine. I know I don't feel mm-hmm. some type of way in that. But I know in other cases where it's like, I'll ask somebody something and I already know and I ask you and you'd be like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, for real? And they'd be like, mm-mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. you're lying. <laughs> right, well, that. Right, you know I feel like, no, that's but, somebody that you but know it's, somebody but lying it's to you. lying, but it's also not my business. Like, if you didn't want to share that to me, you didn't want to share that. You know what but I mean? But you would rather them just say, like, that's not something that I'm gonna, I want to share. Right, but it's, you know what I mean? Like, if you, like, let's say, like, you talking to somebody again, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you, oh, I'm like, oh, did you talk to so-and-so? And they'd be like, mm-mm. I'm like, oh, you ain't hit them up? That's crazy, because they said they had talked to you. Like, I ain't talked to them. I'm like, okay, because that's your that story. That is blatantly lying, though. But, but it yeah. is, but, at this, but to me, I view it as, like, that's your story, though. Because mm-hmm. is it any of my business if you talk to them? No, because mm-hmm. I'm not in your relationship. So that's really, if we being honest, huh? I'm like, I'm just going no, but I'm saying, like, if we being honest, that's none of my business. So I'm really mm-hmm. not mad at you because you don't tell me anything. So mm-hmm. cool. You know what I mean? But it's like, is, is that or it's like, um, I've had situations where like they've done something and it's like, I, we had a conversation. I'm like, don't do that. But like, all right, you know what? I'm not. And then be in the other room be like, so I went I this place, but don't tell her that I, I went this place. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, okay, like that's corny. Or just a situation But you know what, with that though, like some people, you just can't, some people have such high standards for you that you can't share everything that you do if if you feel like it's going to be a misstep or they want to look at you differently. And I know this your best friend, like I know these are your best friends, but sometimes even like Donna, we were talking, we were talking yesterday, you, you better not, you (laughs) better, so even if I did, you think I'm going to go back and tell Donna? No, because I already told her. Absolutely not, absolutely not. I'm going to call my other friends and tell them, I guess what? Like, you know what I mean? And I I mean, I get that, but I also feel like, my response, like, yeah, I'm going to be like, do not do this. Like, you heard me say, okay, cool, right? But when you come tell me, I'm not going to be like, well, bitch, what? Like, I'm going to be like, all right. Like, because what are we going to do now? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's also a thing of, like, people misstep. I do stuff that's drawing. I would not tell you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But, but and, and again, it's like people have their, everybody has their, their, their limit or their line of, like, vulnerability. Like, I'm just not ready. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm not ready to tell you that. Or, yeah. I don't know how you're going to look at me. You might be mm-hmm. nervous scared. Whatever your reason may be. I, cool. I get it. I understand why you're doing it. But in me understanding, doesn't mean it changes how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I still feel like, damn, that's crazy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or if there's somebody like, like, there might, like, if I'm talking to Joy or whatever, and uh, somebody will be like, oh, yeah, because Joy said so-and-so. It's like, I talk to you every day. Ain't no way you didn't tell me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you didn't, if you didn't tell me something, it's because you intentionally <laughs> Did not tell me that. That's like, how my first this is so, definitely when, my, when the podcast came out. They was like, I talk to you every day. And then today you posted. I'm like, hmm, well, you know, surprise. <laughs> well. But you know what I mean? Like, and, and the thing about it is, is again, to a certain degree, people are not required to tell me anything. People going to be people. Right. And then I, but, it's, but at the same time, it's like, 
and I'm not gonna act like it didn't hurt a little bit. It's a little pinch because it's just mm-hmm. like, dang, you know, I right. thought this because you're a person too, and you got feelings too. Right. So I just feel like that's that's my truth. Like I feel like I build relationships off of mm. what people when people are open and honest like that. Mm. And the thing about it is, and this is why I'm like, I guess working through like you working through yours because like on some degree that could be crazy. Like just because I told you something don't mean that I view you as a best friend. Like there could be people where I'm like, that's my best friend. They be like. Mm. Like, 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 I told, I told you one thing one night. And like, but I do feel like also, I think, sorry, it's a long segment. I do feel like, um, and generally like I'm a friendly person. And so it's like, I feel like people are my friends in general. Like, I'm, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, and Donna would hardcore disagree. I'm, I'm donkey friendly. Like, I respect the people. I talk to people. And you know what's crazy? exactly but i think that like me and dwight must give up their aura because we've been places and people will randomly come up and start talking to us like i've been at yes we get me friendly (laughs) i don't get it i don't get that vibe yo we've been places like i was in wild one day and this lady like we had a full i know richard was so mad he was out in the parking lot waiting like at least a 20 25 minute conversation and this lady told me her whole life story and was just like how do honestly I think she might have been angel, but she was like, How do you get through life? And I was like, You gotta be great. I was like, You gotta be grateful. I was like, Me and my friends, we we list three things every day that we're grateful for and we send them out to each other. I said, You guys are doing that. I was like, ma'am, I know that your brother's on drugs and your dog just died and you might lose mm-hmm. your job. This is which the story. I was like, But you gotta find things to be grateful for. She said, Oh my god, thank you so much. I don't know what made her start talking to me. I was literally just ordering my hoagie. I turned around and she just started talking. And I was like, Okay, cool. And it wasn't like I mean and that's not the first time something like that has happened. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, but I didn't mind it. I was like, really? Like, you know, <laughs> what did he die from? Like, so yeah. I think that's true though. I think and even as helpers, I think that that's what you have to also understand too. Like you have a, we, we all kind of in this room have help and spirit. So like those random conversations are going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, each guest gets to pick a feel good song of the week. So you guys were open and close with that. No, we're actually going to just, uh, the way we do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. pretty much. I'm sorry. Start over. Start over. I'll leave that in there. No, I'm keeping that in there. <laughs> um, so each guest gets to pick their feel good song of the week. And so, um, please share who wants to go first. Your feel good song of the week. My feel good. Look at that. Until she says my name, I won't speak. We can make all the eye contact. I'm like, well, my feel good song. Alright, go ahead, sorry. Sydney, what's your feel good song of the week? Oh, my feel good song of the week is Whitney Houston, The Million Dollar Bill. Okay. And Summer, what is your feel good song of the week? No, my turn. I'm trying to tell you. Brand new by Justin Timberlake. Well, no, it was Pharrell featuring Justin Timberlake. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Black in Therapy. Therapy. This is season three, y'all. We are so excited. Woo, woo. Uh, <laughs> this week yeah. we are boiling well, this. This week we are. Um, this month we are focusing on women, so we're going to have some dope guests. Uh, we decided to have a sister sister episode to kick off. Um, this uh, seven episodes focusing on women. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are excited. So we thank y'all. What? Oh, I'm sorry. They said I keep tapping you. Well, I was like, talking to my co-host. She yeah, ain't saying that. Saying no. Thanks. They only said the table. That's the whole time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. We know that y'all know that we like when you uh like, subscribe, and leave a comment or a review for us. We are now on um iHeartRadio yes. at two as well. Thank 
Um, so we want to thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for supporting this. Also, follow us on um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to launch our Twitter page this week. Yep. Black so, and Therapy. Black and Therapy on Twitter. Black and Therapy on Instagram. So stay tuned. We ask some good questions throughout the week. We post some good stuff, some highlights from the show. So again, I want to thank my sisters, um, Summer and Sydney, for being on the show today. We also want to thank Donna's sister, who was willing um, to come on the show today. And we're going to have part two. What's your sister's name? Can you shout her out? Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, we're going to have both my sisters. We're going to have Jennifer and we're going to have Latifah, both of them. So we're looking forward to part two of this sister. Sister, maybe we'll close out the season since we opened it and they close out? Probably. All right, cool. So thank y'all for tuning in again. Y'all have a dope week on purpose. Where's my cycle? <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for something like this, I'm saying. I'm